Welcome to another episode of the Neon Belly. This week I wanted to talk about trip to Austin, trip to Dallas. I went with a couple of friends and training partners, uh, Kevin Satterfield, aka Sasquatch, Nathan Chow, two brown belts that I trained with, went to coach them at the ADCC Dallas Open, and then uh, we went to Austin and trained at B-Team as well as 10th Planet Austin. I'm going to start at the end of the trip and kind of work my way back. So we were in Austin for a couple days, Dallas for a couple days. The last day, got some training in at B-Team, right? Finally, I'd been wanting to try to make it out there. This was my first time in Austin. Killer city, definitely my favorite city in Texas. I've been to Dallas a bunch of times and I definitely like Austin a lot more. Um, it was just so hot. If you've never been, I mean, I think they're going through a heat wave, but it was like 109 degrees. Just stupid hot. So I definitely want to go back to B team uh, in Austin again in general, just in like the fall or the winter. But man, the training there was was really great. I mean, it's what you would expect it to be, right? Um, I've been around for a while and I've I've done a lot of trips where I've trained at a few high level gyms. Uh, that weren't necessarily like super fun to be in and then I've been on trips too and I've trained places that were like really fun to train in but weren't necessarily like the toughest roles in the world and I thought B team and as well as anywhere I've been pretty much really balanced that really well I liked the vibes a lot it was super chill but like the roles were really really hard uh and just really high quality rounds so i like that a lot the way the room was laid out is also really cool right so like when you go in the first like part of the mat is like a like the pro only section right and then the mat seems like it gets easier rolling wise as you go down so basically you know, I feel like you could kind of choose your intensity, right? If you want tougher rolls, you can probably roll closer to like the middle of the mat or even kind of closer to that pro section area. And you're probably going to get rolls with like more of the the people that actually train there and aren't just visiting. Maybe even some people there that are like higher skill level. And then if you train at the far end of the mat from when you walk in the front door, you're going to probably be rolling with more like visitors or newer students um I, and I don't know it's didn't see belts obviously it's a no-gi school so I, I shouldn't make that assumption but um it seemed to kind of be that way and someone else that's been there before kind of confirmed you know they kind of mentioned that that's how it was as well which I really like I kind of like being able to like sort of choose your own um adventure that way um, I did get a roll with uh, P.O. and Nikki Rod. Um, those were both really, really cool, right? So I was, was kind of nervous to roll with Nikki Rod, but he, uh, you know, he's kind of walked in my direction, made eye contact, and just kind of, you know, nodded. So I was, you know, I said, you, you know, you're trying to roll? And he was like, yeah, sure. So got a roll with him. You know, the eight-minute rounds, eight minutes with Nicky Rob was super, was super real. Um, I was kind of worried he would, like, put me through the floor. But, man, he was 
awesome. Like, insanely technical. Definitely was a gentleman. I'm sure he could have absolutely wrecked me, but... But didn't. It was actually, like, it was a fun role, you know, for as much as, you know, I've heard, you know, people joke about, like, you know, I can only only roll with him, like, once a month or so. Like, he was uh, really, really fun to roll with. A lot of crazy mount pressure. A lot of really good top pressure. The body lock passing. The high step passing. All of that stuff uh, is as advertised, right? Like, that, that pretty much felt as good as anybody I felt, you know, do that stuff. Uh... I had a moment where, um, and again, right, like Nikki's not rolling 100%, but just in the context of the pace that we were rolling, I actually was really happy with myself. Um, I mean, definitely got dominated, but I did, um, I made some correct decisions and I did a few things that I think were, um, you know, like intelligent choices, but just didn't pan out. So I was actually very, very, uh, very happy. I, I got uh, guillotined and I got arm triangled. Um, I was able to, I think the happiest moment probably was I was able to uh, dig out of like a really deep anaconda choke and a really deep Darce choke. And obviously, you know, when you're in the trap, you know, with somebody that's skilled, they're going to get you with something, right? So it ended up being the high risk guillotine, but being able to fight out of those, uh, you know, deep subs was like you know felt pretty good um as far as uh you know just like wrestling up and all that stuff goes you know i tried you know a little bit i probably should have committed a little bit more right there was a moment where he actually went to take my back and i kind of slipped both hands underneath the hips and kind of tried to pop on top and he immediately just plowed right right through and dropped me back down and i actually latched uh like an arm and guillotine on the way down and i was able to hold it for maybe like three seconds before he postured right through and then just body locked me and just you know crushed my soul from the mount so fun times with that role man po was you know pierre leclerc i hope i'm pronouncing that right role forever athlete uh trains with Faraz Sahabi. Uh I don't know if he's a full time B team guy or not, but he taught the class. Phenomenal class on uh Aoki locks uh from some guard positions, using some off balances in different directions to get in on that Aoki lock. Man, he might have been like one of the you know, three or four favorite people I've ever rolled with. Like just I feel like there's nowhere that we didn't, no major position that we did not get to in our role. Like seated guard, lower back guard, tight passing, footwork passing, right? Uh, Arm locks, leg locks, front chokes, back takes, head and arms, triangles, right? Like there was something going on at every part of that eight minute roll. I really wish that uh, I had it on tape to kind of look back and see what that one uh, looked like. But again, right, I was like, I don't know. I was really happy with myself. Like, again, I mean, I got, I got you know, subbed a handful of times for sure. He got like a nasty anaconda choke, nasty Kimura, um, and a nasty rear naked choke on me. But, um, and an Aoki lock, right, the same one from class. I went for it on him, and he flipped it on me and got me with it, but... You know, again, I just I felt like I was making good 
decisions and, you know, playing correctly. And, you know, as far as a, as like a, a, you know, just a regular guy that's almost, you know, 40 goes, you know, I don't know. I was really, really happy with the role. I rolled with an awesome guy there named Garrett. Um, a couple other people I don't, you know, remember their names, but that was super fun, right? Then rewinding a day, we went to 10th Planet Austin. So my uh, my guy, Brandon McCatherine BMAC, he was like, bro, you have got to take a class with Gabe Tuttle at 10th Planet Austin. You got to roll with Gabe if you can. He's like, he's one of the most underrated guys in the game. So if Brandon says it, right, I mean, like, he knows what he's talking about. So I'm like, okay, I guess I got to take a class with, with Gabe Tuttle. So we went to a morning, oh, sorry, lunch class there at 10P Austin. And the vibe there was really cool too. Just excellent facility. One of the coolest, like nicest facilities I've ever been in. Um, sick, like showers, towels, like the, the full nine. They got a cage. They got a whole area for fitness stuff, whole area for rolling stuff. Really cool merch. Like, the whole thing was awesome. Um, with that class, Gabe covered a lot of passing to the mount and mounted arm triangle material. I really, really liked his stuff. I've been a fan of Gabe even before Brandon said to do his class. You know, um, if you watch like some old 10th Planet qualifiers and stuff, you know, I, I, I kind of remember like when Keith Gregorian and Gabe and PJ Barch were all like at um, 10th Planet San Diego. And I, I just remember like a lot of finisher sub only matches with Gabe in it and stuff like that. And I, I knew that he had like a style that I liked a lot. A lot of Kimura trap stuff, a lot of triangles, a lot of Darce chokes, like stuff that I like to do a lot. Man, this guy absolutely shredded me. I mean, when I say I thought like I did okay rolling with Nicky Rod and P.O., all things considered, was not the case rolling with Gabe Tuttle. Like, this guy shredded me about as bad as anybody ever has. Six-minute round, I want to say I got tapped like six or seven times. It was at least like one tap a minute. I mean, it was like a pretty sick variety of stuff, too. Um, uh, let me see, was there a twister in there? There wasn't. He tried to twister me, but I, I did manage to get out of that. Um, couple of Darce chokes, couple of Kimura's, um, rear naked choke, right? Rear triangle. Um, maybe a bit, I think there was like a, a straight arm bar too, right? Almost like a jumping arm bar. So much control though, right? The arm bar I actually remember was kind of a little bit hectic feeling almost but like he got my arm to full extension so quick and then didn't move it a centimeter more so it was like a dynamic jumping submission but at the same time like so much control like someone easily could have someone with less skill and experience could have easily like accidentally hurt me or something with that but I felt like you know he just had total control the whole time just really as impressed as I could be with that guy. I rolled 10 rounds there, uh, which was really fun. I really encourage everybody listening, right? If you go to a school and you get a chance to visit, and do as many rounds as you can. I mean, just get the looks, right? It's it's 
not the same as doing a competition, obviously, but it is similar in that it's out of your comfort zone, right? Your visual surroundings are different. Your auditory, you know, stimuluses are different. Stimuli are different. You're in a place where you're not used to being. People might be trying to like, you know, rep their gym and make sure that they don't get make sure they don't look stupid in front of their coach and you know trying to figure out how to roll like you don't want to go in someone else's gym and be like super crazy on the mat but at the same time you know you don't want to go in someone else's gym and get blown over either so trying to have that balance to figure out you know how hard do I roll and you know what kind of looks are they going to give me what's the style like what's the game like what's the vibe like here that stuff is just like really important and if you can ever just get a chance to train in someone else's gym, it's just, I don't know. I think you're really missing out if you're not doing that at least semi-regularly. So, yeah, uh, nothing but good things to say about Tempe Austin. Rewinding to where it all started, ADCC Dallas Open. Man, what a long day, right? Um, let's see. We'll start at the results first. So Kevin Satterfield uh, in the plus 100 division, he got his, uh, he got bronze, which I was really happy with. Adult, advanced division. He's really known for uh, the squatch bar or like the, the dog bar. If you're fluent in Danaher, I believe they call it like a Hisa Gatame, but it's basically where you have that top half guard or even bottom half guard position. You dig like you're doing an over underpass. And then you just kind of extend that knee and hip into it and get kind of a knee bar, you know, but with your hips down closer by the heel. He finished that move on his second match. So Kevin and Nathan, they both lost their first matches and then went in the conciliatory bracket and both won second match uh, by submission. And then what happened is Nathan lost his third match and then Kevin got his and got, and got the, or he got a buy there and went on to the final and won that. It was just, you know, I'm trying to coach more instead of just teaching and it is a new skill, right? It's, it's different. I, I, I'm actually an ADCC certified ref, but even then just watching the matches in real time, trying to process the nuances of the rules and pay attention to more than just the match, right? Not just looking at the moves, but paying attention to how much time is on the clock, paying attention potentially to the opponent's uh, corner or, or um, the score table, all the noises around, right? People yelling in the crowd. Um, it's just a lot to kind of take in trying to make sure your voice can project properly trying to make sure that your athlete can hear you um, trying to stay calm while you make sure that they can hear you right because you want to be loud enough to project your voice but you don't want to be so loud where you sound frantic or chaotic or, or stressful to them um, it's just really really tough it's a lot to keep in mind there's still a lot of things with the ADCC rules that I think haven't entirely been exploited um, a lot of it I don't know myself yet but I'm going to do more work watch a lot more of the matches from these ADCC opens this is really cool time in the community because ADCC now is not 
something where you can only get experience doing it every couple years and even then right only like essentially a handful of people have been able to do it for a lot of years but it looks like now everybody is going to have the opportunity to sign up and do these opens and get just more familiar with the rule set so i'm really curious to see where where it goes right it's a really exciting rule set to watch i feel like the ibjjf rule set has been gamed very well people have figured out the ins and outs of like how to get you know how to get little things here and there to their advantage no pun intended i'm not literally talking about advantages but that hasn't happened quite yet with adcc and i'm really interested to see what starts to happen and perhaps start to notice some of that myself and see if we can come up with some things to make sure that we win you know uh in these conditions um everybody everybody did really well i was proud of uh my teammates and and also just the whole event was was really cool um 16 mats being live streamed all at once i heard that the quality of the streams of the mats was like pretty bad but man trying to stream 16 mats at once it's a ton of bandwidth there was another like fitness expo going on being streamed i think in the same building so i'm trying to go through and watch some of these matches uh and see if I can spot like some strategies and some things like that. Uh, overall, just like a super awesome experience. Can't wait to coach another um, ADCC Open. I'm sure I probably will at some point this year. I think I'm going back with at least uh, Sasquatch, Kevin, to the ADCC Trials East Coast later this year. Um, this whole experience got me excited to compete again. I'm probably going to try to compete again sometime within the next few months. And yeah, just overall, just awesome to take a trip to, you know, Texas and eat some awesome food and, you know, hang with friends and, and train and, and all that good stuff. Also, one last thing, just just a quick lesson in, you know, not letting opportunities slip you by, right? So I used to... I'm not best friends with Craig Jones or anything like that, but we used to talk to him a decent amount on, you know, Reddit and stuff like that. And, uh, he did, he just told me before, you know, Hey, if you're ever dropping by, let me know, uh, you know, and, uh, and I did. And so when he's on the mat, uh, you know, he, he was getting his rounds in, but I know he's got a big match coming up with Felipe Pena. So I, I don't want to bug the guy didn't want to ask him to roll you know i said hey to him before class but i didn't want to you know bug him and mess with his training time because that's it's really important when you're a, a professional you know athlete and um you know uh i didn't see him on the way out uh you know flew back we had kind of planned to train there both days i think and then it only ended up being one so the next day i just shot him a message and i just said hey dude thanks for having me really appreciated it fun uh, training and all that and he messages back and he's like oh man you know I hate I hate you're gone already I was hoping I could roll with you before you left and in my mind I'm just like ah more like you know you just feel stupid right like I could have just gone up and uh if not asked to roll at least just mention you know hey I'm gonna be gone you know tomorrow 
you know, thanks, you know, said what I was going to say the next day, just went ahead and said it then and, and not let an opportunity like that pass up, right? Because that would have been a fun role to get in there. So I don't know. Sometimes, um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just going to start rambling. There's a time and place to just kind of sit back and play your position, but there's also a time to just, you know, the worst thing someone can say is no. So yeah, I don't know. You got to strike that balance, right? So this podcast is a lot longer than I meant it to be, but um, yeah, this has been fun. Uh, I'm starting to put narrated rolling footage on my YouTube channel. So if you look up there, if you just type in like Drew Doris on YouTube, I'm sure it'll pop up. Um, be on the lookout for some of that. And I'll be filming my first instructional in like two weeks. So I'm really excited for that too. Uh, much love and appreciation to everybody. Uh, I'll catch y'all soon. Peace.